Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com, as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved. Video episodes are exclusively available at questionthislife.com. like two things which are not very good for a podcast which is eating, eating. and drinking oh okay because <laughs> you can just hear like <clears throat> and all that stuff right. like horrible in, in like people's ears but okay this is for our asmr fans we can like yeah exactly we can start an only fans yeah maybe maybe <laughs> esoteric <laughs> asmr bro you could fucking bro you could probably start an only fans with you just like smoking and just like flicking lighters and like oh yeah like fucking coughing in slow motion, like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got I got one request from a potential client, and they were like, "We do like erotic stuff." I've had two or three of these, and he was like, "I I think your voice would be really good with it, but just let me know if you're comfortable with the 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 product." And he sent me some links, and <laughs> for a start, and the whole thing is like, it's just telling stories that are not sexual. But it's like a, a a a guy telling it, and the whole point of it is like it's like this. It's like so he walked down the steps. <laughs> oh it, it, it no! Like that kind of stuff, like deep, yeah. swallowing and stuff yeah. like just because apparently people fucking love that. And I was just like, <laughs> unfortunately, I have to turn this down. <laughs> like, doesn't quite align with my uh, my goals, but you know. Bro, you should get an Oscar performance for that swallow right there. That's why I got the offer. (laughs) Fucking grade A swallowing, bro. Professional. I'm a swallow model. If there's one thing to know, it's probably going to know how to do it, swallow. Bro, that's outrageous, dude. Wow. I just need you to swallow loudly. I've had loads of them, man. That's hilarious. Loads of really weird ones. Loads of swallows? (laughs) I swallow loads all the time. Bro, that is fucking crazy, dog. Whoa. That's hilarious, man. I mean... <clears throat> I could see that, though, bro. You, It's weird, but you have quite a voice, man. Hmm, it's just... You. It's like a very crisp voice. It's just like a very... Like, I could see it on the... Like, displayed somehow, mm-hmm. you know? Like... I was doing some unrelated work with a friend. We pitched an idea to his startup here in Berlin. And we, we, the idea was about using video to get more leads for whatever the thing that they were doing. And uh, the whole thing was like, okay, we make this, I made like a marketing funnel. I created a, a script for all this stuff, like how, how we can reach out to like 300 people in one day without too much effort, you know? What, what do we need to do to do that? And, da, da, da. and we did everything, everything got planned. And then it was like, okay, let's do a test video and we'll, we'll, make the person that we're trying to catch the manager the owner so it's so he gets the immersive experience of what it would be like to receive one of these messages the guy who runs the startup so i was just like okay cool i'll do it so i just kind of it was just me and my friend in his living room and uh he's he'd been doing it for like you know his whole his whole life really he's been doing like creative stuff musician filming all that kind of stuff so he had all this gear and he was working at this startup doing their video stuff so he put lapel mic on me you know set me up very quickly got a couple of lights on it's just like okay go 
and I did it. He had a little teleprompter, smashed it the first time, mm-hmm. just got really into it. And then we, we, we did it. We, we won the project. I started doing that, that job for like a couple of months. But what it showed me was like, I have this natural, seemingly natural ability to just be on the camera and just to be that kind of like talking head a little mm-hmm. bit and sound positive and pumped up and stuff. So uh, my friend was like, editing the video and stuff and his girlfriend came home and it was just playing in the background you know it was like having worked closely with hundreds of influencers just like you that it's just kind of like this thing in the background and she was like oh my god is that your voice and I was like yeah and she's like wow like I wouldn't have even thought that it's just like hearing something on the radio you know like like an ad from the radio so I was like fuck and I'm still hearing my voice at that point so I'm still kind of like self-conscious about it i'm like is it nice am i what am i doing you know like who the fuck am i to be on this video and all that kind of stuff and then slowly but surely i just went away from all the other stuff and dedicated more into like becoming a freelancer becoming a voice actor a spokesperson and stuff bought my own equipment started doing the sound booth and now i don't even hear my voice i don't i don't even I don't even know what my voice sounds like anymore it's kind of just like i've heard it so much and i've edited so much that it's just it's just like anyone else it's like it's like hearing someone else's voice it's like just hearing this familiar like sound, sound basically this is a canvas yeah yeah mm-hmm. and you paint on it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you stop here start it here make it what is structure how it's got to be it's like a clay mold mm-hmm. and you got to structure it to how it's end product and exactly so my thinking is like doing all this stuff with those principles in mind of like sound quality and projecting my voice which is what is if my voice is paying my bills like as kind of like humble and stuff as i am like there's obviously something there so like i should be just getting my voice out there more you know if, if people are that's what that's what's paying my rent bro my like voice is paying my bills i get bro, paid to talk some. man i get give paid to some, talk bro. it's crazy man that's dope that's ridiculous <clears throat> man i was listening I would never have predicted that in the in the in the past yeah me or either the man <laughs> me either um but great for you, bro. You know, and, and it's it's cool that you say that. First of all, cheers, bro. Yeah, cheers, man. Um, there's this there's this uh this um interview with some rapper I forget who that I was watching that I really enjoyed what he was saying. Um, it was Two Chains. Okay. He said he realized. Um, he's like, yeah, man. A lot of a lot of rappers that I know or I've heard of spend all their time in the studio and I never understood why. And he realized, yo, if I get paid to rap, literally getting like right, rapping is 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 my fucking is is pays my bills, mm-hmm. I might as well be in the studio all the time. He he's just like you know, so basically, basically, what makes you a monster, let's say in in the rap game, is being in the studio a lot. Mm-hmm. And he hard realized, work. yeah, hardcore, hard work. And he realized that's what he needs to do because what he does is that I rap. Why not just be where he rap all the time? Exactly, because there are fifty thousand other savages doing it. Do, doing so it. How, how are you mm-hmm. gonna think selfishly and that you stand out? Exactly, and people already, just like you said, people are already subscribing to you. Let's say subscribing to you. You know, they love your product, mm-hmm. so give them as much as you can. Mm. You know what I mean? Give as as much as you can. Give that to them. Totally, man. Yeah. Totally. That was really um, motivational for me. And when you say like, yeah, bro, so I get paid for my voice, why not invest like in my voice and, and yeah. get myself out there? It's like, fuck, man. Yeah, definitely. And you also have a very good voice. It's very clear and uh, like, uh, it's the right word, like forthcoming. It's kind of like confident. It's out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not like thinking, oh, who, who's, who's saying, you know, like it's mm-hmm. very like 
you know, present. Present. Yeah, exactly. You're you're there. You got you obviously got taught well mm-hmm. how to uh, enunciate and be, mm-hmm. you know, clear, mm-hmm. which is so like. You're, you're light years ahead of everyone this else. This goes man. out to all those people who said I used to talk white. <laughs> you know what I mean, I enunciate. I'm clear. You know what I mean, fuck you guys. <laughs> oh man. You know what I mean, he sounds like I was taught well. That's what it is. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, if if anyone can do it, and then you just so happen to have a good clear voice, then you're already light years ahead of anyone else. I got Sunny on uh, Fiverr. He's uh, he's got a spokesperson gig now. I don't know. He, I don't know if he's actually won anything, but mm. just being up there, you know, like why not just make a little profile? Yo, Sunny could. Sunny has a good voice. Too. Oh yeah, that sounds weird. Sunny has a good voice, man. We made a, a little video. It took like an hour. We can totally do one as well. We and can even do it today, bro. It would not take long. What and, is this uh, video? It's just like to showcase. Just, just like, like a portfolio video that says, mm-hmm. like, you know, here's what I can do. Um, and th- the way that, like, for example, like Fiverr, the way that works is that you, you set up what they're called gigs. So you say, like, I will X, Y, Z. And people sell, you won't believe what some people sell on there. Like, it's like, I will be your reggaeton dancer for your video. Through to, like, I will create the business plan for your startup or whatever. Anything. Creative stuff, editing, animation, voice painting, <laughs> illustration, anything. Whatever you can do, you can sell it on Fiverr, basically. Okay, we're... Um, and you, you create your profile, and then you add gigs. And I think you can have two or three gigs to start with. So, for example, with Sunny, we just created I will be your neutral accent spokesperson, something like that. And That's you need one to get gig. SEO right from within um, Fiverr, like people are looking for... Oh, make sure the right tags. Or British voiceover or whatever, and then... You, yeah, you, you make sure they're included in your con in your in the in the bio, and also like uh, don't have like British voiceover is not a good one because there's three thousand responses. Mm-hmm. There's uh, results, but if yeah, UK voiceover had like three hundred, so maybe I'm like dominating that. Can you little... see the search volume in these? Tags? Unfortunately, not. But but you, you can do a manual search and mm-hmm. just kind of search and see how many results come up, mm-hmm. and like then in... that's how I, I judged oh, it. Oh, got you, got yeah. you. Okay, where people are still looking, but less competition. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my thinking. Cool, and, got and you. not to have something that's got like ten. Got you, got which you. is like yeah yeah makes perfect sense bro i used um, to manage seo for startups so there you go yeah so you, no again you'd be light years ahead uh, if you if you're interested in becoming a freelancer and like earning some money online man it's there for you it's there oh for my you. lord dude bro talking about the universe bro yeah this is <laughs> oh my lord it's like, dude. Uh, dude it's crazy oh my lord dude because i i i so i literally came to oh this universe is so crazy bro oh my goodness you're having a moment bro yes man i'm having a moment right now it's i'm having some fucking like shoop, shoop, I fireworks i call them the fireworks cool when i come to real when okay, i come yeah, to yeah. a it's like con- those zappy connections mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i call them fireworks All right, man. um i got it from alan watts ah okay and he uh so the reason i came to germany bro I uh, so, so I started doing um, so I started learning about SEO and then um, I was thinking you know I so, so I started getting some success in SEO and I started thinking like man what if this fucking 
One thing I'm really good is the on-page SEO, having, you know, creating processes to work with freelancers, have content created that's like SEO friendly with keyword research and everything. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I was able to implement for different companies that, that really helped them generate a lot of traffic. Mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking like, man, if I, I'm seeing their, their SEO traffic go like this, what if, what if it was my wallet that mm -hmm. they're spending money at? So I was thinking, what if I created my own like free, you know, a, you know, agency essentially, but using freelancers, using Upwork. And so, um, I came up with you know my idea, my process, and everything, and I'd worked for agencies before, so I was like, okay, let me create my process, execute it once myself, then I can create you know understand how the process works and create training documents and start to hire freelancers to you know and I was going to start you know I'll get the projects, win the projects, brief them, they'll do the work, give it to me, I'll turn it in and get paid. That's what I'm thinking about. And then, um, so I did it once, it worked, I got paid, and then I got busy at work and I didn't pick it up again. Right now I'm trying to launch my own website. I've launched my own website, you know, e-commerce selling electronic products and stuff. And, but I'm investing with my own money and I don't have investors, so I'm just thinking like, fuck, very recently, like, fuck man, I'm running out of money, how do I, I can't I can't continue this thing if I if I don't have money. That's I'm just that's where I'm at the mm, point mm -hmm. at where I'm at now. And I'm thinking like, okay, I actually low key can get faster money if I start thinking about my agency idea again. Mm -hmm. Start winning, you know, winning contracts, hiring freelancers. I just have to make sure my cost structure makes sense so that I'm making enough money for my effort and paying this guy enough money, and we'll be, we'll be good. And I've been going back and forth, back and forth, and then. You know, and it literally within the last two days, I was like, fuck, okay, I'm definitely about to start doing this. I got to start looking at Upwork for contracts. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioning Fiverr mm -hmm. and then all this stuff. And it's just yeah. like, yo, it, th those moments when they hit me, it's just like, okay, so what I was thinking is the right path. Mm -hmm. I, I just need to have confidence in myself to do it. The universe is telling me if I pursue that and take it seriously, something meaningful is going to come out of that that's like a, a synchronicity is that right it was 100 yeah. percent a synchronicity mm -hmm. man like a small breadcrumb like you know and and you know with when we were talking last time like that that fucking I, I feel like um from this thing that i was listening to this audiobook saying that life isn't about learning these experiences you have aren't as much about learning lessons they're more so about reminding yourself about who you are. Mm -hmm. Because if you are one with this everything, if it is you and you are it, mm -hmm. and it is everything, there is nothing to learn. You already know it mm -hmm. intuitively. Mm -hmm. It's already part of you. It's these experiences are helping to remember who you truly are, you know? I start looking at these experiences totally differently, looking at synchronicities less like, oh wow, I didn't know that before, and more like, hmm what was that intended for me to remember mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what was that intended for me to and basically like you know when you couple like concentration and like a thought and idea with concerted willpower you know i really think think that's when things really start magic really starts to happen and i've done this in one direction before i left it behind i'm really starting to contemplate it with a real intention behind it and real emotion behind it and then I think things are starting to communicate with me to let me know, yes, you're thinking about it the right way. You do have the skills required to do to achieve what you're, what you're looking for. I think naturally it won't be easy because I think what you really want that really will provide you value, the universe is going to test you to see how bad you want it. It's never easy if it's worth having. It's going to, exactly. It's going to make you jump through these hoops to see how bad you want it. But I think I've got the skills 
and the mental you know, I mean, capability to make it through that, because I've made money in this way, exactly like this before, it's like, you know, and I've been thinking like, should I continue doing this or should I put this on pause and do this, allow this to make me money and fuel my company? Or should I just keep focusing on this? I'm in a decision point, and I think these experiences, the universe is telling me like, yo, mm -hmm. you, you, you low key, you, you already know what to do. Yeah, man, do that's that. it. That's it. So that was a long way to explain, but that's kind of how no, I see no, no. things and process them. And mm -hmm. that one experience was like, you know, and, I, and I'm in such a place in my life where it's like, fuck, I really need to know what I need to do. You know what I mean? What do I need to do that's best for me? Mm. I think this experience of you telling me about Fiverr and all of this. And Upwork as well. I'm, I earn more money on Upwork than Fiverr. I think, you know what I mean? I, even me saying that and then you saying that is a synchronicity to say mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. Justin, Upwork, you know what you yeah. need to do. And I, I, have a, I started a business with a friend. We, we, we'd stopped it. But he pushed on and he's now got his agency on Fiverr. I've kind of got that set up, but it's more organic. I have freelancers I hire through Upwork, and then I have clients that I win through Upwork or other sources. And very often I'm playing them off each other like Fiverr. I have Fiverr people who do my Upwork uh, animation stuff and Upwork people who do my Fiverr stuff. Mm. So I just say I can do everything. Mm -hmm. And then I do what, when something comes in, I just bid on it with a piece of work that I've created or at least partly outsourced and created mm -hmm. and then win the work and then and divvy it up or do it myself like that's 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 dude, how i live my life man that's that's literally it that's that's bro that's how i'm trying to live my life that's man it. that's because bro my 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 older brother um uh his friend started an upward agency within two years he sold it for like six mil some of them have like millions of revenue and you can see the numbers because it's just digitally counting six million five million three million and i'm like wow man yeah i could do that bro mm -hmm. man <clears throat> so i've i've made to get in the position we should I'm help each now, other man we should bro, have an agency each bro we like, could okay your insight and mine because i know about upward i know how to win projects i get i get a reply I get a reply most things I bid on on Upwork because I'm now like top rated. I've earned like over 10K. So it's like all these little badges that you start to get. So when I get when I bid on a job, I'll go straight to the top of the list with all the Word. other top rated people. That's ill. So very often I'll get a response or or a win. Word. So and that's taken years. It took me it took me like a year to win a project. And then it took me like two years to make. Like it took you a year to win a project. Yeah, like six, six months to like eight months to win a project. And yeah. what do you and what did you have to do just to keep applying um, and applying and applying? And then so eventually that, a year later, someone was like, yeah, here you can work. It's kind of tough. So like when you start on Upwork, this was like five years ago. So it's very different now as well. And the, people, the way, so why, how, how come it never happened that people would just contact you and invite you to a project? Um, so it happens now. That happens now. I think because people search for services and then they find my profile and it's all so best practice and good examples and active work contracts and all this kind of stuff that they're just like contact sometimes without even having a brief it's happened a few times but but back then I, all i did was create a profile so this is it's funny so like we can go like way back so like basically i i was working uh corporate agency sort of world and i lost my job and that was the job that i had got like a really big salary jump to get to so I, i'd done like the four five years graft at this agency mm -hmm. there wasn't any more ceiling so someone else poached me and i was like 
bowling. You know, that, that's Lo- happened to me before. London lifestyle. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm going to be able to buy that house. I'm going to be able to live this whole thing. And nice, so, nice. you know, like just living that London dream. That's that. And I was like, wow, fuck, I'm one step closer. Then it was like three or four months later, it's over. Didn't pass the probation. Just didn't quite add up. There's, a, there's a million reasons why. Mm-hmm. And I'm largely responsible for a lot of them. Also unlucky. And I've had like conversations with other people who were in the business in the in the future like three or four years later and they've told me like whoa man like you came into like a, a burning fire yeah, and like yeah. i'm surprised you lasted four months you know like mm-hmm. um yeah, so i've been there too but dude like four months i was able to earn like 12 or 13 grand pounds that's like fifteen thousand euros and with that money so I, I lost the job and then we went to mauritius that was like the we were going to mauritius anyway to, mm-hmm. to do this big family trip and it was just it almost like worked out perfectly that the last day of my job was a couple of days before going to Mauritius. Mm-hmm. I'm in Mauritius. I'm having these like really beautiful beach views. I'm with like my dad and like some extended fam- members of the family, which is a bit awkward for reasons you don't know. But it's just kind of like <laughs> this whole thing's like really weird. And I'm just like feeling really reflective about like my childhood yeah. and my, my what am I doing? Just in a and place. I've just been grinding in London for like six years and it's like feels a little bit like for nothing you know mm-hmm. like what am I gonna fucking do and then oh, uh, fuck, fuck, it was so crazy man and I was I, I, at this point I had uh, I had had a girlfriend and we we had broken up for a couple of years so I was now also like single and dating and open to experiences mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and also I when you do that like London lifestyle I was living in like zone 5 south in a place called Croydon mm-hmm. which is like uh, it used to be fucking rough like you wouldn't live there and then mm-hmm. over the last like 5-10 years it's become because of its proximity to London it's become actually quite a good place to invest and mm. they're building it up a little bit and stuff but it's still pretty fucking rough you know when mm-hmm. I was living there <laughs> it's like you know. God damn. Okay. I d- honestly, like having said that, I never, I never had one, not even close to a fight or a mugging or anything like that. You've seen some crazy shit. I saw some crazy shit, but in like Scotland is another thing. Like people think okay. like, oh, London mate, gangsters, knives and stuff. Like, go and to, go, go to the like high street after a Friday night out in Aberdeen in Scotland at one a.m. outside a kebab shop. Like that is that is violence. Bro. You, ever seen, <laughs> like, you ever seen someone be sta- get stabbed? Um, I didn't see someone get stabbed, but I've I've been at parties where it all got disbanded because someone had a gun or someone had a knife. Yeah, yeah. And like, and these aren't even like like I don't want to make it sound like I'm from the hood. This is like a nice part of Scotland, beautiful, picturesque stuff. But the mm-hmm. people are just rough, man. <clears throat> yeah. There's just this kind of roughness to it. Yeah. I've and you just never know when someone will just fucking headbutt you, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just might happen. Do you know what I mean? Sounds like, like you, a nightmare. You've got to live on your toes. But then, like you know, it comes with a lot of positives and stuff. Anyway, so. Okay. You never know when someone's gonna headbutt you. You gotta live on your toes. You gotta be with a lot of positives. <laughs> you gotta be. You gotta be aware, bro. It teaches you that like anyone can fuck you, fuck with you. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's crazy. Maybe, maybe bro. that's why I've got like my guard. But like when I'm walking around the streets and stuff, I'm like, who? Who's who, gonna who fucking headbutt? To, who me, wants man. to beat me up? Who wants my money? Who wants? You know what I mean? Like really? So mugging? So just getting mugged? Like it strange, was, it's, strange it's, it's not even like, so much like mugging. It's like this is like I'm going back to like kind of like Aberdeen. It's more like dominance just intimidation intimidation me and my my crew like you looked at us funny and there's this like you know like the equivalent of redneck mm-hmm. it's in in scotland it's called like ned or chav also mm-hmm. in like the uk generally. oh calling someone a chav, chav. is like a, it's like white trash or something sure yeah but there's there's different types of chavs 
Oh. And there's ones that that like they their currency is uh who's the alpha. Okay. Right? Okay. So those are the ones you have to avoid basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but uh what was he even talking about? Oh yeah. Okay, so I'm in Mauritius. Yeah, 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 trying to figure out where yeah. the Sandy go from what here. Do I do? Okay. Yeah. So I've just done the 5 years in London and then I'm like, okay, so what do I really like? What am I actually passionate about? I love uh fighting not not as in like fighting in the streets but i love like ufc and jujitsu and mma and all that stuff boxing i've always been even like wrestling pro wrestling that's my shit so i was like i've always wanted to try jujitsu and i've never done it and i i know a lot about it i know about the positions and stuff just from watching it so much so like Mm -hmm. how am i not doing this yet so when i got back to london i had a little bit of money and i had three months left on my lease in london so I went to, uh, I had been to Berlin twice to visit my friends that lived here. And then I got back um, to London and I was like, okay, this is it. I started watching uh, Jordan Peterson lectures about maps of meaning. I don't know if you ever watched that, talking about like personality and human uh, psychology and why we are, how we are and the way that and totalitarians and all this kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. just kind of like, I was like almost like at uni in my room every day, tuning into like these things, really like studying it, doing like personality tests, trying to figure it out. And I joined this uh, jujitsu gym with my friend. Uh, he was already going there. So I'm already feeling like, okay, like, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying every day now. I'm not earning any money yet, but I'm enjoying every day now. And on a whim, this is the universe, the thing that you were saying. I went to, uh, I was still in the mindset of, I, my life is in London. I'm aspiring to own a house. I'm keen to get my next job in the city and continue this dream and keep going, basically. That was like roughly the mindset. And I went to a, Croydon became like a bit of a tech city because of the cheap rent and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was this like networking event in the city where I live. I just turned up and I was like nervous and shit, you know, kind of like um, you're going to meet like some managers or whatever. And it, it wasn't what I thought it was. It was quite like early days, you know, it was like a couple of really interesting people and then just like Muppets, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Muppets. <laughs> I love how much uh, do you, what really gets you is the like British idioms. You love them, man. Like hilarious, it's so good. Like, it's like muff, just a bunch of muppets, man. It's such a good way to describe some shit that I never knew about, man. Like I never thought of that, bro. So, um, so I'm there with the muppets, and then um, there's this one guy, and he he goes up, and he's like prolific. He's like a New Zealander. He's he moved to London 30 years ago. He started an agency and now it's like this multi-global corporation and he's moving his base to Croydon because and that's why this event was happening. Mm-hmm. So he there was people f- wor- who work for him there. He was you know one of these like business leader types. And someone asked a question just randomly they were like who uh is there a way to to apply to be a content writer for your website because it was some crazy 500,000 page website or something. And he was like, we basically outsource everything through Upwork. All of our writing, all of our graphics, all of our design, everything is through Upwork. So I was like, okay, cool. Wrote Upwork in my notebook. Mm -hmm. I went home that night and I just went on Upwork. I went to the feed and I just scrolled and I counted on my hand five projects within a minute that I think I could honestly do. I didn't even look at the price or how many bids or any of that stuff. I was like, I could do that. It's like... uh, you know, whatever it was, like build a list for a m- email. 
you know, mm-hmm. $35 or something. And I'm just like, I could do that. I could totally do that. Totally. A thousand of those is a lot of money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, why not? So I signed up. I created a profile. Thank I did that because I didn't touch it again for like six months. So I set up a profile and I added all my experience to date. So it was like, I'm a digital marketing business development proposal writer my clients are the ones from the business the the agencies i was working for my skills are bid writing and uh cold sales calls and all this kind of stuff you know like my experience to date and then i just left it didn't didn't even think about it again and then uh i started uh coming i came to berlin once i was chatting to my friend uh who I was, I was playing Xbox, playing Xbox with him. And he was like, yeah, dude, like you should come and visit again. And this time we'll have our mindset of like, see what's going on in Berlin. Maybe there's some jobs here. He, he was kind of just like putting out the feelers, kind of trying to plant a seed in my head. I know this now in the, in, in the, in the future, like he, knowing now his mindset was just like, oh, I'd, I'd quite like it if Sandy came. I reckon he'd, he'd be quite good here. I think he'd like it. Um, so I went to his place. I hung out with him. The idea was like, we'll make a short list of the startups that are hiring in Berlin. We open up the document and it's just like, he's like, so what is your experience? We'd never had a chat about that. You know, like, what do I do for a living? And I was like, well, I work for this company and we make content and then we use the content to win more clients. And he was just like, dude, like I'm working for this startup that work with like social media influencers and we need exactly the things that you're saying but there's no job openings at the moment and everything is so tight for cash. So I don't know, like, but I can't help but think like, this is perfect. So we just made that sales script and then we, this was the thing where we pitched the idea, I got the job and then I, I ended up coming here for three months. It was like six weeks or eight weeks paid. I stayed five days on the couch with my friends and two days in the guy's flat because he didn't live in Berlin, the guy who ran the company on the weekends. And long story short, that didn't work. That project didn't didn't work. But I, I established that I work well with this friend of mine. We kind of like had a real sort of like understanding of ideas and stuff. And and that I love living here, man. I was yeah, like, I just like, I was like uh, waking up in Mitte, like right next to the synagogue. You know, the beautiful that beautiful part. Walking around the museums, strolling into work at like nine, no problem. Walk there as opposed to my one and a half hour commute in the London oh, transport with, no, with the with the intense like you know everyone's like suits and ties and on the tube on, <laughs> on the train the on the overground the buses the walking going across the bridge 5,000 people walking across London Bridge at the same time like stormtroopers all of this is part of your commute or you're just describing all of the transportation uh, that, to be honest I did a I did a walk a train a walk a bus and a walk and then the same on the way back and how long are these walks? Are these just a quick transfer from here to here or are you walking five, ten minutes? I used to make it so that the walks were longer than, like, I, I didn't mind walking and I hated being on the trains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would actually do the, 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 the some of the stretches that I could on foot. Mm-hmm. I would get to, like, London Bridge, which is in the city, and then I'd walk, like, half an hour all the way from there to like, across the bridge right into, like, East London, and then I'd get a little bus mm-hmm. to finish the journey. So like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro. You, and Fuck, then and dude. Com- compare that to on the weekends. I was waking up in this penthouse of Mitter, like mm-hmm. really nice new build with uh, digital buttons that you can open the windows and all this kind of shit. And I was just like, 
what like even if i just become a nobody in the startup scene in berlin maybe that will be better than being a somebody in the in the corporate jungle of london mm-hmm. this is so young and I, the people in the in the in the in the startup were a bunch of muppets man wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't know how it goes i was thinking that i came from these I came from one of the most prestigious startups in London that had been around for 25 years. They established oh, wow. the digital scene in London. So then I got the jump to this like high niche intense thing. And then I walk in and it's just like some guy from England who's like really cool mm-hmm. and he lives here and he's done like marketing and he's their marketing guy. And I asked mm-hmm. him some questions and he didn't know what he was doing. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's what this place is like. It's just yeah. like people just like grafting, kind of figuring it out. It's like London was Throwing 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Sticks. Yeah, man. So at that point I was like, okay, I went back to that Upwork account that I'd started and I changed all the write-up. I was like voice actor because I'd done all these things and I'd identified that that was a good thing and blah, blah, blah. At this point I'm now, uh, I gave up the flat in London. I just quit the lease. Stayed with my family for three months, which is like my mum's sister, brother-in-law, kids, all in the same house. Wow. Which was fucking intense. So Bolivian, bro. That's real Bolivian. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not very British. It just <laughs> sounds very Latin American. That's what yeah. I was just thinking. Yeah. It's true, man. It's true. And then uh, I realized I'm like nattering on, but I got... No, no. It's good. It's good. I got to the point where I was like, uh, uh, I had decided to move here. So I moved in with my friends sleeping on their living room floor. Like imagine a room this big and then there's just a guy sleeping on the floor every day or mm-hmm. on, the, on, the, on the couch. I've been that guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've been that guy. Good. I've also had those guys too. Oh yeah. I've and I'm welcoming sure I, for those guys. I will, I will help someone out like that because yeah. honestly without their help, it, it, like, like I said, the work that we were doing is no longer happening. But that leg up that I got just to even be invited into their home and just, you know what I mean? Like love them forever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then i got my own flat and blah 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 but at this point i'm still like now running the business with with my friend we're making just enough money to survive and the upwork thing is still not taken off it's still not a thing i created a fiverr profile and this is like the kind of point i wanted to get to was i had that profile for like a year before i really got anything from it and you previously you would get i think it was 30 free proposals per month so mm-hmm. i could you anyone could fire out 30 proposals per month mm-hmm. so i was just doing that and getting no responses because i'm at the l- bottom of the list with zero build mm-hmm. zero hours worked mm-hmm. you know all you are is your write-up and your picture so you have to kind of optimize that and and say that you'll do something for five bucks when it costs a hundred or you know mm-hmm. just to get that first win yeah that yeah. five stars because that, that's you know, the thing success you success rating and, and exactly stuff like that. right and like the, okay then it's like little by little the business failed but somehow I'm still just about paying rent with like these scraped together bits from Fiverr, people mm-hmm. per hour, Upwork, all this stuff. And they're like, not a lot. There's like 25 bucks here, 30 bucks here and hours of work to get them. Are you doing all of this work yourself or are you also finding freelancers? This was all myself. This was kind of more just like writing and doing voiceover stuff. Um, then the the business failed and stuff. And, and I was like, and I, at this point, I still didn't even have health insurance, bro. I didn't have anything here. I was just kind of like a nomad. And then I, I've, I got a flat 
and uh, got uh, failed as in the company you were doing things for their oh, business no, no, failed yeah. or your business failed our, m the one that I started with my friend it just didn't it, it didn't quite pan out as we had planned so we kind of just like cut it and we, we fucked up a lot of things man we set it up in the UK thinking it would be easy just to like because it's way easier to run a company in the UK mm -hmm. but if you if the only two people that are in the company are resident in Germany mm -hmm. that, that doesn't fly, fly. Mm -hmm. so like all, all these little, little we just we were so naive but that's entrepreneurship exactly though. that's what happens exactly yeah, yeah. and then at the end of it i was like i'm like really struggling and again this a, a drop from whatever it is the universe was like uh these two friends of mine were going to a coffee place in mitta regularly and the girl who was managing it was this girl from manchester english girl mm -hmm. uh and then she was really stressed one day screaming at one of the staff and Rachel, my friend, was like, uh, what's going on? And she's like, fuck, we just need more fucking stuff. You know, and she, she was like, didn't have her filter. She was just being real. She was like, do you know anyone who, who has like a food background who could help? Oh, and Rachel was like, I actually do. That's and crazy. I'd never, I'd never made any coffee or latte art or anything, which is, it was like a really uh, uh, high level of quality coffee and like mm -hmm. soft, ice, soft, soft ice with like flame stuff and all this kind of shit. Like really, I learned a fucking lot, but... I got this job, and then immediately when you're employed here, they give you a health insurance. Yeah, so totally boom. right. Boom. Boom. After a year yeah. of like fighting with them and telling them like I used to be insured with the NHS and now I'm not, and I'm semi. I've sort of been living here for six months, but then I left and I came back. And I'm trying I'm, not I'm, to I'm get like, sick and trying not to like get a boo boo, so you don't have to fucking. Dude, I'm like forging letters and shit, like like signing things. Like it's like. <laughs> it was I nightmare. mean, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Forging. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I never for, foraging for. Foraging for letters. <laughs> foraging for letters yes. in, the, in the post office. Very important. Um, and then, uh, so, uh, uh, I'm now set up in the system. I'm now uh, living in a flat. I've got Anmeldung. Everything is cool. And then... Um, they're basically German, bro. Basically, yeah. And little by little, these things started becoming bigger. So Fiverr, I was selling like one project a month for like 30 bucks, let's say a script. Now it's like two or three per week between like 20 to 100. Mm -hmm. And then Upwork is like, a, like, I can now charge like 30, 40, 50 dollars per hour for work. I don't win a lot of it, but... I can work on a like the that 10 minute video I showed mm -hmm. you is like, at the end all they get is a 10 minute video and they paid me 400 euros for that because, because that's that to get to that level of quality he knows that I took several hours to set it up and mm -hmm. then it, it took, took eight hours to export and then four hours to upload do you, you know, know what I mean like that's mm -hmm. how much those rates cost but when he sees like top rated blah 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 10,000 build he's happy to pay it yeah he's happy to exactly. pay because so he knows like, he's, he's getting his money's worth so it's like the, the whole moral of the story is like like you said like you take the little breadcrumbs from the universe as they as mm -hmm. they're given to you you just kind of like do shit and then, like for example, I went to this networking meeting. You just kind of do shit, bro. You just do shit. I didn't. I didn't. I thought I was going to get a job in London. I was thinking, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I'll find another job. I just wrote down the word Upwork. Never mm -hmm. even heard of it. Mm -hmm. Googled it that night. Created the account. One year later, the business that I started with my friend fails. I changed my. The ex At that point, if you started an Upwork account, there, it was it was really hard to get validated. Because when I did it, I just gave them my email address. But at that point, you had to give them a passport photo. You had to also be a freelancer that they would want on their platform. Yeah, I signed up for Upwork. I didn't have to do shit with a passport. You did? Mm -mm. Okay, okay, good. 
Cause yeah, I got on Upwork maybe 2018, 2017. Okay, yeah. It was that's when they started. Because now, if you just log in now, you would have to do an ID just to even start. And even then, you write your whole profile, and they'll say we have too many people who sell the same thing. You have to stand out more. You have to like wow. do do these extra tests and da 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 to to be wow. able to even be on there. You can't bid for work until you're accepted as your profile. I can't I couldn't well, back, back the, when, when I signed up, you could not be. You could not toggle between freelancer and client. You could either be a freelancer or a. It's still like that, even in a way now. Well, well you, now you can still toggle, but it's 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 weird. The you way can't be. I don't think you can be two different companies. No, you can be like the same person, but you can't be like, oh, uh, well, because for example, like I, my freelancer is just like me as a yeah, person, not as a company. That's what as well. And then my my client side is my electronics company. Right. Um, so, so they're not two different companies. Maybe you can't do that, but I can. I think I can, that's actually against the terms. Not that they would ever find really. it, but I, I. So I can. I look for work as a S as as a SEO freelancer, but then I have a, a electronics company where I, I'm a client where I look for writers. But are they on the? Are you billing to? Are you paying like essentially tax in one? Is it one entity at the end of it? I think so. Okay, because like, I did some shit that the the thing with Upwork and Fiverr and stuff is these things are behemoths. They're massive. We did some shit when I first started that uh, being on Upwork with my friend. We um, we, we created an agency account for our company or a client account, and then when my friend created his first profile after I had told him about Upwork, he he, I think we he set up a project in the client account and then hired his freelancer profile to deliver it. Oh, so, yeah, and, I don't think you could do that. Obviously, obviously not. Mm -hmm. But there's there's no way that they would find it because there's no mm. there's no connection so unless unless that. there was a reason. So this is another thing it's like I know I know how long I took to get my first, you know, 100 bucks or 10 one projects, but what's stopping anyone from just uh doing that 10 times with 10 friends? I said that to Sunny. I was like Give us all fifty bucks each. We'll all buy a spokesperson video, and then you've got your first uh, ten, five, ten, yeah, ten, ten five stars. Yeah. And you've just paid for it, basically. Bro, we could do that. Let's do that, man. I'm, I'd be more than happy to do that, dude. Yeah, yo, yo, not <clears throat> so not to brag or anything, but my 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 um my SEO resume is is pretty sexy. Okay. Um, when I started my Upwork account with the with the idea like, okay, I'm gonna do this agency. I went out, I found my first client, blah blah blah. Um. And since then, this was like 2018. Since then, I haven't done another SEO project as a freelancer, and um, any project as a freelancer on Upwork, I still get people emailing me every couple months. Mm. You know, and I have one project. This is you know 100% success. Blah blah blah. It was like 80 bucks, mm -hmm. but I have one five star project. And you got five stars. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. That's and, all you need, man. Um, people, people, people. Like my resume. Like I've worked for companies. Who are invested in work like like really big people right and um the experience that i can articulate that i've done and and the 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 things i'm able to quantify as far as like things i've contributed okay yeah yeah, yeah. um to these companies like we've grown this percentage much and this we start driving from this time to this time this many people to the website in this channel that i operate that kind of stuff it looks really good like, dude you are like light years ahead of your competition if if you could articulate this in a in a way that's very clear and well written with like honestly simple things that i use is like ticks get clicks little yeah. ticks instead of bullet points add ticks make it ticks. like 
you know, like a, a tick symbol. Oh, like a check mark. A check mark, correct. Mm-hmm. Ticks get clicks. That's like a very simple internet thing. And also, like at the beginning of your profile, give them three questions that the answer is yes to. So it's like, for mine, it's like, do you have any uh, content? Uh, do, do you have anything that you need to explain to your staff or clients? Such an open question. What Every single sound? person. You can, yeah, check out my profile. Uh, you should, actually, this would be interesting. Because I have a website and I'm on a few platforms. So it'd be just quite interesting to see. Yeah, have a look at your profile. So yeah, man, that's that's basically the Upwork story. And it's like, it's it's kind of like, I think it's a little bit of like, uh, again, it's like serendipity. You know, you find things that you're not looking for. I, I didn't think I would ever go back into hospitality. And then I took a job serving ice cream and making these things. And then I had to learn latte art, which is now a skill. And then I had to, True. and then over, over a year and a half, everyone left. So I, I became the manager and I was completely comfortable managing this place. So I have a manager's coffee shop manager, store manager thing on my CV. And that's, um, I haven't received a penny yet, but I'm I'm in this Arbeitslosengeld Losengeld, uh, application based on that salary, which I had, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I didn't expect any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then blessing. And then when I lost that job, I went full whack into the freelance, and then that's what has picked up over the last few months because I was just doing a full time job worth of effort. So there how you often, go, man. How often do you bid on contracts where where um, you can see, or how often do you come across contracts where you see that this person has no idea what they're talking about, or they have no almost, idea what they need? Almost every almost every almost contract, every right? Brief is is like that. On Upwork, you're scrolling a feed. Mm-hmm. And you, how do you manage that? Because because when I look for contracts, I'm like, man, most contracts look like things I can do, but it seems, but for me, it like in having worked for agencies, my main pain point is working with someone who says, I want this, this, and this, mm-hmm. but then your expertise tells you those things aren't going to work, but they're like, I want this, and you're like, I can do that, but mm-hmm. it's not going to, you know what I mean? So, so I usually try to gravitate away from those kinds of clients. There's those, and then there's the ones that are like, um, yeah, I guess they're like, um, okay, let's say those are just the, like the worst clients, that, for, for me at least. How do you manage clients that don't really know what they want, but you bid for their project? It's kind of like it's a mix. Like, so there's a, there's a, there's a, a lot of people on, the, I would say like 80% of the projects on Upwork are under-costed. So like you, you would, I would take those projects when I was at the beginning. Like I would take... I would try to get anything where it's like, for example, someone's like, I know this is a crazy low budget, but I have 10,000 words of content and I need the voiceover. I've got a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Who wants it? And they'll have five or 10 bids. So they'll, they'll hire someone and, and do that project. And then the, there's someone who's like, I've got 10,000 words and I have $3,000 for the budget. That will have 50 bids mm-hmm. and they will never hire someone for that project that's got like no work. Do you know what I mean? You have right. to kind of pick your battles when it comes to the bidding and, and, and stuff. Okay. And then on top of that, you can't trust. So like, for example, when you when you have the feed on the, uh, you can like, there's a search bar and you can do like an advanced search where mm-hmm. you like filter like price, level of hires of the client, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. experience on Upwork, blah, 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 blah. I, the thing is, like, having now used it for several years, I don't trust the clients to fill the information in correctly because there's times where if if I was to filter out, like, let's say I go to, like, uh, 
you can filter projects like only show me projects that are $500 up, for example, of any length of time. Then I I don't see a single project that was labeled as zero to $499. But very often a client will put a bid up for five and then say, ignore the price above. It's just so that I can put the ad in. I need this. And it's like 500 bucks worth of stuff. But I wouldn't see that if I'd filtered out the, the five. Mm-hmm. So my solution, which is like, it's not it's not time saving or uh, very, like, I wish I could tell you it's easier. Mm-hmm. But I just basically go to the, the feed. I filter the category of what I'm looking for, which is uh, creative. And then the subheading voice talent, video production, and audio production. All of the relevant headings and then i just filter that and usually it comes to about two or three thousand results mm-hmm. current active results which includes like weeks and weeks ago i, I scroll like the last like three or four days it takes like half an hour because those are the ones still what looking for people haven't found someone yet exactly and mm-hmm. then just do that every day or a couple of days it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a way of like looking at the whole thing and then mm-hmm. choosing the ones to bid on. What percentage of people do you think uh, respond to you? Do, what, what, what percentage of bids do you get versus uh, apply to? Um, it'd be interesting to see those stats actually, but I reckon I probably, I probably b- get a response from like one or two and five, and I'll win half of those. Mm-hmm. Usually, if they're if they're if they're talking to me, it's because they they want like they'll just send me the offer immediately or they're like just double checking a couple of things like you know is your camera really 4k da, 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 like these kind of questions and then i'm like okay they're, they're already keen to talk about this right 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 and then the other 50 percent that fall off i guess is because they're doing the same thing with other people and the other person said i can do it for half the price or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm getting now to the point where i'm quite sacrificial on upwork especially because of just like uh you know, just I, I know how many other people are bidding for the work that's got less experience than me. I don't need every single job like I did before. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I, I can just kind of say, okay, cool. There's plenty of cheap people in Upwork. I'm sure you'll find someone. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. End of story. Block archive. Right. And you stick like, to your price. Exactly. On Upwork. on Upwork. On on other platforms, you have you, you have to basically adhere to the community mm-hmm. and then build your own presence and then then you can start to move your bar right. manually. Right. Like it doesn't right. just come. Um, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good rundown of the the freelance platform game, as far as I see it. Bro, you <laughs> seriously laced me with some serious game just now. Thank you very that's much. That's good, man. man. No, I'm glad. And I tell everyone who I'm like all the comedians, especially the comedians. You know, like we're all doing this thing where we voluntarily three to. 10 times a week maybe more stand up in front of people and and are judged for our you know the way that we present ourselves what we say how we say it how we carry ourselves and all that stuff just think about how many people on upwork for example make money doing voiceovers that have never been on a stage they don't know that they don't know wow. that world. i never thought about that so like i started doing it before i started doing comedy mm-hmm. but if I had already been doing comedy, I think I would have maybe jumped to it quicker because I'm like, I am a communicator. I am a host. I am a spokesperson. That's what I do. That's what you do when you host the comedy kickback. You stand up there and you host. You 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 chaperone this audience of people. So like, why why couldn't you be the voice in a audiobook? 
Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? I had this conversation with uh, Johnny Armstrong. Do you know who that is? Like uh, English guy with a big, massive beard, comedian. He's a very wordplay focused yeah, guy. I've yeah, seen this guy. he's prolific. Yes, yeah. Yes, so he he's someone who, for example, I had a conversation with um, after a show, and he was like, "Oh, this whole thing with COVID, da da da, it's the worst possible thing." Because he makes his livelihood from the, you know, let's say you earn one and a half thousand euros for a big theater show mm -hmm. and then that's your rent for three months you know mm -hmm. that doesn't exist anymore there is that there isn't that income it doesn't exist yeah, so what can someone like that do and he was he was he was speaking to me very like uh i don't know what to do you know like bleak mm -hmm. bleak outlook mm -hmm. and i was like have you already got a website that's got high traffic to it and he's like yes i was like add a thing on your website that says i will be your audiobook narrator spokesperson i'll record a funny message for you he has an audience he's got uh hundreds or thousands of people who follow him on instagram for his german comedy why doesn't he mm. do the voicemails for them for for his fans you know like mm -hmm. you have to kind of switch your thinking and 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 move away from thinking i need to sell 30 seats to this room mm -hmm. and get 15 bucks each for these people another way to monetize. there's so many other ways and he was like even him so like this is like a, a 20 year vet you know what am i telling him but i he, i was like uh he, he looked at me and he was like could i do that you really think i could do that and i looked at him and i was like i started doing it before i started even doing comedy i was just in my bedroom in hallenze in 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 west berlin like under a duvet in my cupboard like, <laughs> talking about fucking dinosaurs and i, I like and now it's become a thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, you've you've got fifteen years under your belt performing and selling out shows and stuff. If you put that in a in a in an Upwork profile, or if you added a section into your already existing website that has traffic, what do you have to lose? Mm -hmm. you know? But I said to I, everyone I speak to, all, all the people who ask me what I do and stuff, I'm more that because I want everyone to be on it. Brendan Kinch, the Kiwi guy, mm -hmm. he's converted his. Uh, cupboard into a uh, soundproof uh, sound booth now that I've we spoke a little bit Jake Viest he asked me what kind of mic do you use and stuff I'm gonna give him giving him a hand I think people are starting to kind of realize like and I'm glad like fuck mm -hmm. let's get on there man we're already entertainers we're already yeah. yeah we and, package it and you're you're the same man you're already hosting shows you're running shows you're you're a promoter a booker and a performer and you have your own business and you have a corporate background like Come on, get on there, bro. Bro, you make what me are we doing? so Come on. I'm nervous, I'm motivated till right now. <laughs> bro, you're the man, Sandy. Dude, wow, man. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved. Video episodes are exclusively available at questionthislife.com.